You'd better get bright, pal. We got a show to do. Banded together from remote galaxies are the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dude. 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 Is Dude a suitor? El Duderino. Dude. Dude. Dedicated to a single objective the conquest of the universe. Nerds. 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 What is a nerd? It's the Legion of Dudes podcast. I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity in the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. Here's the dudes. Okay, hey, welcome. Uh, this is Jim Dietz. Hey, this is Dan Eslin. We're uh, Legion of Dietz live from the Geek Throwdown at Gypsy Cafe. Ow! It's about 11 p.m. And we finally got the... Uh, hey, what's up, Jerry? We finally got the uh, Guitar Hero hooked up and uh, it's in full force. All the little burgers are gone. All the, uh, did you get some of the food, dude? Oh, holy crap. Yes, I did. I yeah, got did like you get a, your chow on? Oh, yeah. I got like a brick made out of mini burgers right now. It's Sweet. <laughs> people seem to be digging it. Uh, it's a good turnout. I think we have more people than last time. Yeah, it looks awesome. We have more, uh, so it's Friday night. It's the Legion of Dudes that does it. We're about to be joined by my lovely and talented helpmate and wife, Melanie. I couldn't have done this without her. Did you call me an elk maiden? Yes, elk maiden. Help me, help me. Oh, oh. I, I actually prefer Elf Maiden. Okay then. <laughs> she made some awesome baskets today. Yeah, oh, she totally you. did. The prize baskets for the uh, uh, trivia contest tomorrow are outstanding. It's really, really. She put the uh, the geek Martha Stewart touch on it. Oh, that's very kind. Awesome. Thanks so I had so to much, put honey. I had to put those under the table today, and I actually oh, did you? Uh oh, I can fix it. Mommy will fix it. <laughs> the best part was buffaloing my way into the con. The girl at the desk. You know, there were two passes, and I and I just said like, look. I'm yeah, obviously here guys. to set what up. What are you going to do? Come on There's now. One way in and one way out. What are you going right. to steal? That they're not going to... Right. But, but I was like, I was like, they're boys. They're just going to screw this up. Please let me set up their table. <laughs> and she was like, fine. Nice. <laughs> I, think, I think the looks from Jim and I helped when we both kind of stared at her and just went, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. right. Thank you both for capitulating. I appreciate that. You both... Like, we are going to screw this yeah, up. Jim, Jim normally would be like, what? You know, he would normally call me on such blatant sexism, but... Uh, you know, sometimes you got to roll over and take it. <laughs> you can edit that. Yeah, I'm not editing anything. Please this is do. Wrong. I don't want to hear about me rolling over and taking anything. I'm rather not. This is nice. This is a nice turnout. Yeah, I think it was more than last time, right? Yeah, oh, definitely more than the last time. The food got burned through pretty much. Food got killed, man. Destroyed. Oh, my God. I tried destroyed. to take pictures, but before I could even gone. get my camera out, it was gone. like gone. There's the bet- still some of the mini burgers left in the back. Oh, we, no, we, Robbie took them. We ran out of buns. Oh, Robbie yeah, Ro- took them? Oh, Robbie took them. Oh, okay. Well, Ro- Robbie, our, our, uh, our dishwashing technician. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, because I was going to, when you text messaged me earlier and said, make a list of things you need, I was going to say chairs and leftovers. Yeah, there's uh, I don't know why I thought there yeah. would be leftovers. Well, everyone's very, you know, they're very uh, complimentary of the food. They really like it. 
but we started, the first thing that came out was the Spanakopita, which of course are, you know, cute little phyllo triangles with spinach and onion. They're like, oh, this is great. And I heard someone say, when's the real food coming? And then as soon as the hamburgers came out, the same guy said, I brought out a tray of probably 15 of them, and he went, okay, these are mine. <laughs> Whereas everyone else's. So yeah, they, they seem to like it. Uh, well, we see. Let's see. Uh, we got Paul French. who came all the way from Canada. My Canadian doppelganger. Yes. We'll be talking to him soon. We have the CGS guys. We have uh, Brian Deemer and uh, Pants and Jamie D. And uh, what am I forgot? We got some of the Derby girls here. Um, oh, Sean Pryor. And then uh, Angry Gnome Sean and Steph. They're here. And... Uh, it just seems like uh, a lot of a lot of uh, foreign people here. It's pretty awesome to see them in real life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, come on down, come on join us. Chad Ciccone here joining us real quick. It's a hot mic. It is a hot mic. 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 Hot just like the Terminator, he'll be back. I would like to express a thank you to the Legion of Dudes and Jim Dietz for putting on this event this evening. No problem, dude. We're having totally, an exceptional totally amount of fun. Okay. It's a lot of chaos here at the Geeks right now. But thanks. Thanks, thanks for coming down. I'm just happy to have everybody here. I'm having a great time. Yeah, can you hook them up with some pencils for this art? Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, Brian's really much cautious here. Um... Oh, the, look, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Prime Minister of Senegal is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's here. Queen of England, Barack Obama's showing up later. Oh, yeah. Well, Barack and Michelle are going to be fist pounding later, so it's all cool. I think at this moment, this is the center of the geek universe. I would think so. There were a lot of geeks here. It's very geeky in the room right now. Sure. At least all the important ones are here. Yeah, all the geeks that matter are here. Yeah, and I'm talking to you, Johnny M. <laughs> so yeah, we have a lot of uh, geek luminaries here. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. I get to sit down. That's good for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> we had a pretty, pretty decent uh, dinner tonight. Uh, well, not, not too bad of a day at the con, too. I handed out a lot of cards. Within the first, like, I don't know, I'd say like half hour there, I gave away like 10 or 11 awesome. And was then asked if we sold Naruto headbands. Headbands? Yeah. Which I probably replied, wow. no, we do not sell like Naruto headbands. like Karate Kid or something, yeah. You better get on that for next year. Like a rising year. sun and a legion of dudes in, uh, in Katakana on the back, you know. But uh, we got, um, I got a lot of great interview and uh, footage from uh, the guys that uh, built their own R2-D2. The R2-D2 core. Um, you guys and, are pretty uh, hardcore. Did you see those? The R2-D2, yeah, those were pretty fantastic. And pretty expensive. Awesome. Yeah, extremely expensive. (laughs) Uh, There's beer, get beer, get food, then deal with it. Thank you, CJ. I have a lot of great people helping me out tonight. I'd like to thank my wife, who we just talked to, and CJ, Chris Ivey. My servers are staying and working. I'd like to thank the Academy. The uh, cosplayers are excellent, by the way. Um, for those who did not attend, you are really missing out. Seriously. Yeah, totally. Uh, Megan is, one, Megan is uh, one of the servers on our Geek Brunch, so you 
come for Geek Brunch, she'll be uh, slinging her hash. And Nicole is the roommate, so they they do special effects makeup and costuming. So. Very cool. Yeah, they're both very creative young ladies. So. Yeah. That was uh, Sean Pryor from PKD Media. He'll be oh, back later. We've got to talk about your horrible addiction to 50% off trades. Yes. So. Yes, um, I have a problem, um, and the Still City Con is not helping my problem. Not at all. It's making it worse. Is it the 50% trade problem? Uh, 50% trade problem, $5 trade problem, $2 oh, trade problem. There are a lot of good bargains here at the Still City Con. It's worse than heroin, man. Yeah. And I feel your pain. I told myself if I found one thing, I would buy it. I haven't seen it yet. Starman Omnibus. Yeah, I'm looking for that. So, hopefully I'll find that. Well, the thing is, I purposely left a uh, list of things to buy at the house so I wouldn't buy those things. But I ended up spending all that money anyway. (laughs) There definitely are a lot of bargains to be had. It's more shoppers time. It's cool. I'm just so glad that everybody can come out tonight. I'm really kind of overwhelmed. It's cool. Let's hope everybody's enjoying themselves, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. They have to be. I just like the fact that you got a mix of the roller derby crowd, you know, the, the comic geek crowd, your legion crowd. It's, it's, it's a mix of everything, and it's, it's beautiful. I like that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we have a, a few of the Derby girls work here at Gypsy, so we, we sponsor the team and we, uh, we help them out. They put a lot of their own money and time into it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. And Lindsay today was awesome. She was always over talking to me. We shared oh, yeah? stories about, like, weird, creepy people we've met at cons and stuff. Oh, really? And all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, Lindsay's incredible. We'll have to get her over here later and talk about it. Oh, that'll be so. cool. cool. And, and the people want to know, when can everybody get a Legion of Dudes t-shirt? I don't know. I guess I better start making them. <laughs> I guess so. We gave a few away. We gave a few away here at the con. Uh, I guess we have to make some more, man. Yeah. I know Commonwealth Press did me a solid. Uh, maybe I'll have them do some more. That'd probably be for the best since I'm making them in my bathroom right now. <laughs> we need some behind-the-scenes dish on Legion of Dudes. What? What's behind coming up in the future? Dish? Who's, well, who's, the, who's the real? Who's the real? Uh, a-hole of the group. Who Johnny doesn't anybody M. like? Oh, totally Johnny M. Johnny M. Okay. No, no question. All right. Any so answer? Any answer that's kind of like like a negative question? Johnny M's the answer. Who's, who's most likely to bring Yoko in and make the whole thing collapse? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe you're back. He's about to get married, right? Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny though because. Uh, Russell is like the Professor X because he's very much into X-Men and stuff, you know? Yeah. And we figured out, like, the Marvel Illuminati, like, who we all are. I can't remember who I was. I think I was Black Bolt. Every time I opened my mouth, I got blown up. <laughs> I'm probably somebody that can turn invisible. So. <laughs> well, the next question is... You're the scroll, Black Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> the next question is, has Legion of Dudes jumped the shark? And would you know it if it had? We haven't even seen the shark yet, dude. <laughs> shark way out there. Shark's we a long way out. Yeah, it's like not even jumpable by us now. <laughs> has, has Half Hour Wasted jumped the shark? You gotta yeah. ask them about that. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> oh. It's good. Now that Lisa Loeb is married, you know, Frank's a little down, yeah. but I mean, not too bad. He just cries the whole show. I don't get it. <laughs> 
I'm surprised. Reads from Dune. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Frank hasn't, at least on the surface, taken that worse than he has. He's putting on a brave face about it. Yeah, he's going on about his life. Oh no! And Pisker is uh, drawing on the jam piece for uh, recording. Awesome. That is a great guy, local. Do you guys mind if I seize your mic and pimp out another project while no, I'm here? No, not at all. But you have to send someone else over here. That's the rule. I'll do my best. Uh, you know, Mario Bryan right there, the BC Pickens. Who do, you think would, who do you think would be an interesting interview? Uh, we really need to get Paul back here. Who's got a real big target? I think we need to get the Gabarines from Angry Gnome. Oh, that would be good. They look too comfortable. Sean and Steph would be awesome. Yeah, bring them over. Let me pimp for a second, and then I'll send them over. Go on, go on. Uh, I'm participating in the 2009 Small Press Idol Competition. Woohoo! Uh, it's put on by uh, the, the Small Press Association. Uh, you can find a link on my website, uh, chadsacconi.com. Uh, my project is called Hometown Heroes. It's like American Idol, except for comic books. The prize uh, is a four-issue uh, publication contract. Nice. So I'd like to ask everybody to go check it out. We think our project's one of the better ones. Where do we vote for you? Uh, What's you, the website? The website is dimestoreproductions.com. It's, it's the site where they have it. And there's a forum there. You can go in and check the Small Press Idol 2009. Each of the projects has a thread on the forum. You have to sign up for the forum and post a reply in that thread and say, I vote for this project. You can vote once a day. The voting for round two goes until the end of April. I don't know when this podcast is going to go out, but there will be later rounds where uh, round two, you put the character bios and some background uh, drawings. Round three is a three-page sequential, and then round four is a full 12-page story. Oh, wow. So... I'd ask everybody to go check it out. I think if you do, ours is, I'm biased, but I think ours is one of the better ones. And ask everybody Sweet. to go vote so we can uh, move forward in a competition. That's awesome, man. You're happy to spread the word. Plus, it's just really interesting, too. There's 27 different uh, projects in the competition right now, all different genres, all different kinds of comics. And it's sort of indie comics uh, trying to make a splash. So. Sounds interesting. Yeah. We'll put a link up on the... We'll put a link up in the... Um, on the website. Yeah, on the website. Totally. All right. Awesome. Well, let me let me exit stage left. I'll go see if I can uh, shake someone loose over here. Awesome. All right. Thanks for talking to us, man. Long live the Legion. Ha <laughs> 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 man. We are. Sit down. Really? Yeah, sit down. We have real this microphones at all. Yeah. Dan, this is CJ. Hi, good to meet you, Dan. CJ works at the City Theater right uh, up the road. He uh, was instrumental. In, well, he worked at Gypsy for a long time. He's a good friend of ours. And he's a uh, video game junkie. He knows a lot about video games. I love him. Although, I actually, uh, I'm three drinks into it. And I just seriously messed up trying to get my Guitar Hero controller to work. <laughs> it is not doing it. But it is working now. It's all good. Uh, a nice little lady from the crowd actually came over and did it for me. <laughs> nice. So, I'm doing it. Good times. So I gotta edit myself on this thing? Or? No, that's okay. Well, I can well, that's what I'm for. Alright, so, so F-bombs where we go. Excellent. And Brian Deemer is taking a picture of us now. Mm-hmm. His wife looks sleepy. Mm-hmm. Four reports later, as events warrant. How is your event going so far? I don't know. People seem to be enjoying themselves, don't you think? I would absolutely agree. 
I'd say probably about 75% of people are chewing, so that's probably good. Yeah, I'm glad the few lasted this long, actually. I wasn't sure that it was. This is working. You have many. Have you, have you gotten Chris Ivy over here yet? Oh, uh, yeah. No. You need to have I'd him. I'd like to, though. Chris Ivy's a genius. Yeah. So are you, though. Well, I do what I do. I got your Fable 2 over in the box, by the way. What's that? I have your Fable 2 with me. I uh, I am not very Mike savvy. I have to give the seat up to Chris Ivy. He can yeah, talk you on. Right. <laughs> Sorry, hey, take the seat, my friend. Chris, anybody? Just right. anything? This is uh, Chris Ivy, Hyperboy Productions. What's the website, Chris? Uh, Eastofliberty.com. Liberty.com. Yeah. Documentarian, filmmaker, bon vivant, man around town, gadfly, yeah. Chris Ivy, living legend. Yeah. Thanks so much for helping out tonight, Chris. Yeah. He's Thank wincing. You. <laughs> Did you get some food, buddy? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Also, I want to also add that I'm a, like like a Sunday brunch fisher. You know, I try to be here every bit week. Totally. He's here at very much every Sunday brunch. Represent eating the bacon. Chris is Dan. Right? Hey, good to meet you. I've seen you around. Somewhere, probably the last throwdown. I guess yeah, it's the last, that's time, last I time I was here. In town. Yeah, where, where are you from? I'm from uh, about an hour south of Harrisburg. No, in kind of like the middle of the woods. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're on to me. I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm yeah. <laughs> I've been hiding all this time. I live in zombie country. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, this is great, man. This I'm, is like well, really nice tonight. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's, it's like. I work, Melanie and I work very, very hard in this restaurant. It's one of the few benefits we have is to throw parties for our friends and stuff and do things for our families and friends. So, so I'm happy to do it, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, it's not only is the food awesome, the whole place is awesome. I mean, it really yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, it's got its own cool style. And, oh, yeah. It definitely looks like my favorite restaurant in the city. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's just Really good food, mellow vibe. And then, like, on Thursday night, we have, like, the gypsy strings, like, the band playing and everything, gypsy style music. And it's just, like, you see this whole other whole different group of people who you never see around the city come out, hanging out, drinking, singing, some dancing, hot girls dancing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But cool, man. Congrats, though, man. It's great. You should get some of this grub before it's all gone, dude. Hell yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> Chris Ivy, living legend of uh, Pittsburgh. First time I made a documentary, uh, documentary all about uh, East Liberty and oh, the what? gentrification there. It's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Plus he does all kinds of stuff. He's worked on several movies. Um, cinematographer. Very cool. Let's see who else we get to talk to us. Again. All right. Sorry to get Paul French's eye over there, but Sean Fryer's got his ear. I feel like we're kind of like on the news. I don't, I don't all see her. I don't see her. Where's Jimmy D? Oh, oh wait, he gave me the finger. <laughs> Jimmy D gave me the finger. News 11. Wow. Have a seat. Thank you. Um, Sean and Steph Gabarin. Did I say that right? I've only read your last name. I've never heard it pronounced. I'm sorry. Gabarin? Gabarin. Yep. Angry Noah cool. Comics. Yes. Great to see you guys. You having fun? Yes. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I'm glad to do it. I'm glad you guys can make it. Do you know Dan? Yes. Yeah, we got some of It's awesome. So what's new? Not much. We're just working on the books. Working on the new books. Yeah. Yeah. 
nothing too too exciting at the moment. Um, just everything's in the process. We don't have anything new right right at the moment. Right. Everything's getting put together. That's cool. Yeah. Just, you know, stuff going. You know. Right, right. Keeping busy with it. Yeah. I'm sure when you're ready to show something, you'll put it up on the forums for us all to see. Yes, absolutely. Now it's probably in Goldwing, right? Right, yeah. Like, right now, Seth's finishing up the uh, fourth and final issue of Palm Reader. So that'll be good. That'll be our first full story done. Please. Yeah, that'll be nice. Got, what, four more pages to draw? So that should be soon. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome, dude. Um, did you uh, get to go to the con at all today? Are you guys out there at all? No, we're going tomorrow. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, going out tomorrow to check it out. Tomorrow seems to be the day to go. It was really, like, it was really laid back today. Yeah. None of the, yeah, none of the celebrities were there or anything like that, except for uh, Boomer. Oh, Boomer is You is in the hotel room next to mine. <laughs> Whoa. So I get to listen to Lieutenant Boomer sleep. You know, it's not from the new Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Not doing one. <laughs> <laughs> opposed to Herbert Jefferson Jr. Yeah. Well, that's cool, you know. Uh, I just, it's so weird because I went to New York uh, Comic Con for my first time. Uh-huh. Uh, just in the last one. And I've never been to New York or San Diego. I've never been to a con on that scale. Yeah. Like, the biggest I've been to before was Pittsburgh. So it's kind of cool to go from that, which is just like crazy 18, 19 hours a day sensory overload to like this kind of a neighborhood con. Oh, right. Nice. Young guys. Yeah. Good to see everybody. It's like a family reunion kind of, you know. It's cool. Yeah, the last, the last one I was at was uh, Baltimore, which this year was just like massive. Oh, okay. really? I mean, because I'd gone the year before that, and it wasn't so bad. I mean, it was bigger than Pittsburgh, but it was kind of like, it was just Pittsburgh in a, in a bigger room, you know? Wow. Kind of same thing. This year, I mean, it was like New York level, like, packed, you know? It was insane. Yeah, New York coming on was in like, literally one of the largest buildings I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was still, like, elbow to elbow. Wow. Yeah, New York New York scares me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've talked about trying for Baltimore or Mid-Ohio or even Heroes, but just haven't had a chance oh, yeah. to get to It'd any of that. It's too, to get to this place. Yeah. 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 You've never been out of the world now. I mean, because it's not, I mean, they have video games, they have movies. Right. It's just, well, San Diego now isn't even like Same about. Same way. Yeah, you know, it's not even about comic books anymore. Cool. It's like neighborhood shows, though. You know, really. Especially uh, still city time, it's really good for like deals, bargains. Yeah. And being able to touch base with everybody, like I said, is really super cool. Yeah, it's kind of like Steel City's kind of the opposite of what Pittsburgh was last year. Because yeah. Pittsburgh was very, very like creator heavy last year, more than more so than. And like recently, yeah, that's, that's, this is that's like true. Yeah, this is like the happy. opposite. This is like there's like four people that aren't like trying to sell the toys, right. you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was kind of nice to see online that they actually have an artist alley this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, this is the good. first year they've ever actually had an official I'm just one. Trying to expand the purview a little bit, you know? yeah. Now there's uh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Comic Con's kind of up in the air, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go down that road. But, right. you know, I just say the uh, case is pending on that one. Pick up some of the slack, you know, from that, which I think is cool. You know, I mean, people are used to having a con here in Pittsburgh about this time of year, right? Yeah. The next time it's going to be in Monroeville again, and the new 
with the new Doubletree Hotel and the new facility there. So. Yeah. I think it'll be cool. And then, you know, it'll be all the weird BS from the Michael George scenario. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know. we, we had a, uh, a whole table dress set up for last year's Pittsburgh Con, and we kind of had to uh, scrap it last minute because it was just big red tablecloth. Like dri- dripping blood and such. Oh, and we were like, that's like, probably so not the best thing to do. Hey, does this remind you guys of anything? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Horror comics probably weren't the best thing for last year's <laughs> show, but. Maybe not. Yeah, that's all right. I actually, uh, he, he owned a store in Chambersburg where I grew up. And I bought comics from him when I was six. Which is like. Would have been right after he left, or, you know, where he did the stuff. So, like, I feel kind of like I, I'm like, I don't know, like an accomplice or something. You know? <laughs> it, was my, it was my money that he killed her with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean. Are you gonna? Um, are you guys planning on going to the Pittsburgh Comic Con this year? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna set up again. We already paid at the end of last year, so yeah, we'll be there. I mean, I've been going since I was like thirteen. Yeah, so, same I mean, I'll here. Still, I'll still keep going. I probably know, as, will too. as long as it's there. I don't get out of town very much. Well, yeah. I have a kitchen, let alone the city, so, you know. Well, for me, it's like it's like two hours away, you know. Right. It's big enough, you know. Yeah. And big enough to make the trip for you. Yeah. Really, I mean, regardless of what, what happened, it's still the wife and the kids running the show right, right now. and It's the same time. Yeah. Right. It's the same show. It's it's a lot of fun. A lot of, you know, everybody comes out to it. All the CGS guys, you guys, it's it's a lot of fun to to hang out with everybody, get to see everybody, and yeah, we do well at the show, so that works out for us. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all you know. Almost any creator I talk to say they do pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is great, you know. If somebody if somebody good independent, you know, artists and writers in this area. I mean, just in this room, you know. <laughs> Let alone in, you know, in Pittsburgh itself, in yeah. the surrounding area. You know. yeah, it's amazing. So it's great. I love it. Yeah, what'll be nice, um, this this coming Pittsburgh show, if I can plug something. Oh, no, we're right <laughs> Plug away, my friend. Plug away. I, uh, That's basically all we're here. Right. <laughs> last last year's Pittsburgh Comic Con, I started talking to some people like, uh, like Sean Pryor and, and a few other guys, and we put together this thing called Greenbrook. And basically what it is is... I gave everybody the same list of characters and basic plot story, and each creative group, I think we have five, is taking it in their own direction. Oh, wow. So, we're doing we're doing a horror take on this well, yeah, situation. Right. Um, we have a superhero take, a sci-fi story. Um, All with the same basic premise. Same basic, very oh, basic premise. It's like a, um, of a group of five... That moves to the town, and the story just basically has to cover what happens to them while they're in the town, with one underlying theme, and certain characters that have to have to at least show up for a scene. Right. So it's it should be pretty nice to see how how everybody handles it in their own genre. Oh, totally. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. And we figured it'll be nice, uh, nice cross promotion. 
between everybody because, you know, you can get one and say, well, if you like the horror one, go see what this guy did with sci-fi. Go see how they did with this humor book. You can try a genre you wouldn't normally check out. Right. Yeah. Rising Tide raises all boats. Right. That's awesome. So when is that, when is that happening? When is that coming out? Uh, we're going to debut it at the Pittsburgh Comic Con. Sweet. Yeah. Is the Ocean Run Park? Where are you? Them Park? I think, I think that's... Website? Website, angrygnomecomics.com. There's a preview art for all of our comics and, and the ordering information. Yes. comics. I will, yes. I will, <laughs> Angrier than Johnny know. M sometimes. Yes. Not all the That's time. Pretty, pretty angry. <laughs> pretty darn angry. This guy works in a prison, so... Yeah, yeah well... Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? We will let... We will let the microphones go clear here. Thank you again oh, for, yeah, thank for you. opening up for everything. Okay. You have to send someone else over. Okay. Sounds good. You're choosing. All right. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll do that. Big Paul we'll French. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya. I'll see you tomorrow at the Sweet people. Hey, we're back after a little break to uh, get some food and beverage and whatnot. We're here with Paul French. Hello, hello. Dan, Dan's uh, doppelganger, I guess. That's right, yes. Uh, yes we never really decided who's the doppelganger. Well, I, I got about well, 10 years on you, sir, so... Uh, <laughs> I, did, I saw the pictures of your, like, band from, like, the 80s on, my, on Facebook. Oh, yes, yes. Good yes. Yeah, you know, it all it all comes down to which one was around first. <laughs> but it swings at two on that tattoo on the back. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when you keep making a copy of a copy of a copy? Yeah. <laughs> it just gets better each time. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Paul, of course, is our Canadian friend from Legion uh, Substitute Podcast. Indeed, right? indeed. The Legion-centric podcast. That's right, that's Paul right. Paul from the Legion. I mean, i got to tell you, my favorite Legion was uh, the little bits of different Legion of the 80s. Mine too. The Baxter. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, love that. Great Darkness saga. Uh, all that stuff. Good, good, you know, that, good stuff. Good stuff. That's, <laughs> the, that's the stuff I remember, you know, when, uh, when, that, when that was coming out. I can remember... You know, this was because I was about, uh, oh gosh, that was what, 82? So I was about 12 years old when that was coming out. Right. And, and this was when I discovered. Was negative one. See? You see? <laughs> Clone! Um, Incubating. Exactly, exactly. They, they, they had just finished with the test tubes. <laughs> and the <What a> scene. <laughs> so uh, this was where I discovered that, you know, new, different newsstands had different comics. So you'd go to the variety store on this end of town and they would have like Superman and Batman and they'd have Micronauts and ROM. Right. And then you go to the other side of town and holy crap, they got Justice League. And they got they got the new Teen Titans. And they got Legion. And uh, and so it was it was all about, you know, that 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 sort of periodic run throughout the month where you'd go around to all of the different newsstands in town and the month was not over until you had made the round so that you could get all the books that you collected and and I remember this with uh, the Great Darkness Saga because you know it's it's not like these kids today, you know. It's not like these kids with today where it's like with with, with, with all their yeah, all their interwebs and their. Oh. Oh. That interweb is just a fad. It's just a fad. 
And and you know where the where they're like, yeah, we know how that's gonna end because we like saw it online the other day, and uh, and so and so in 1982, and and so and so said this in like uh, uh, he said this in in like uh, an interview on uh, on on www.comicstuff.com, and uh, you know people are gonna be trying that URL, right? Um, <laughs> And so, so you didn't know what was coming up, right? Because all you, all you ever heard was what was in the letter columns. Right. And, and so, so there wasn't kind of all that information floating around. So, so that was a mystery the whole way through where it was like, what's going on with this? You know, now, now you see the trade, and it's like right there on the cover right. who the bad guy is. And, and, and the big part of that story was that build up and the fact that you didn't know. Oh, totally. You didn't know who the master of the Servants of Darkness was he was you know and not until the second to last issue and 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 I remember that reveal and I mean like I say I was twelve what did I know from Kirby but uh, but it was like it, it, you know it's like when when, when and it's not spoiling it because you know what kids it's on the cover of the trade. Um, <laughs> But but you know when when uh, when when they, when he said kneel before dark side it was like wow yeah <laughs> just completely mind blowing at that point they weren't really using uh, the Kirby characters as much. no it'd been a long time so when, they were, when they turned out to be him I was just like I would never have thought of that because they had like that that Don Newton. Um, Jerry Conway, uh, right. New Gods, Return of the New Gods, in, right, in, right. in the in the in the sort of mid to late seventies. So it would have been just before the DC implosion, right? And uh, and I think it, you know, it fell victim to that, if not a little bit before that. And and um, so yeah, I mean, you know, the Legion was such a great book for the, for that because you had a ton of different characters. You had all sorts of genres being explored because you had the sci-fi stuff, you had the straight-up superhero stuff, and um, and by the time Levitz got onto it, he just took it into a whole different place. He really was responsible, I think, for like defining the characters, like the difference between the characters, you know, like that. Oh, absolutely. Like, like uh, really, like bringing Timberwolf out into the forefront as the main player, and, yeah. and bringing characters like Block and. Um, uh, the whole Laurel Kent thing. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, awesome comics. I'm you know, glad they're trading them now, finally. Yeah, seriously. Time, yeah. and, and when you say about like bringing Timberwolf to the forefront, the thing was, so many of those characters were pretty much homogenous. You know, they were either a hothead or they were, you know, a noble hero. Right. And, and that was kind of the two speeds that they had. But then you had, uh, and, and so you had a guy like, you know, we've been doing, on, on Legion Substitute Podcasters, we've been doing a lot of the early Silver Age stories. So we're just kind of in that Edmund... Right now, we're sort of in that Edmund Her- Hamilton era right. where, where he was using Sunboy an awful lot. And Sunboy was like, you know, it was it, all but the leader. You know, if you, if you look at back into it sort of continuity-wise, he was never really leader. It's just I think that that uh, Hamilton really liked using him. Right. And uh, and so you'd see Sunboy come out a lot, and, and, and he's very much the square-jawed noble superhero. Of course, by the time Levitz took over, he was like, we got to make him a bit different. So he made him more of a carouser. He was the ladies' man. Right, right. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, it, he was adding different facets to the different characters. And let's face it, you had a lot of them. And uh, and so he really he really gave them their own voices. Totally. And that that's uh, yeah my favorite run as as well you know is, is just Levitt's Legion man. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff they talk about all the time on Legion of Substitute podcast. Catch it, check it out. Do you have your uh, the website? Yeah, Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. Sweet. And our, our forums over at forum dot Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. Awesome. Thanks. 
so much. Really. Thanks very much, guys. Tell us about your trip from Canada today. Did oh. you get a body cavity search? No, no such luck. You know, it was it was pretty low key. You know, the uh, uh, the border was actually pretty quick because I said to the guy, he said, "Where are you going to?" And I said, "To the Gypsy Cafe in Pittsburgh." <laughs> and, uh, and and he, and he was like, "Sounds like fun." And I said, "I think it will be." I hope and uh, and so yeah, it was a you know quick uh, quick stop at the uh, quick stop at the border and nice drive down. Perfect. Perfect day for for the drive, you know. Yeah, the weather great weather. Oh yeah, and uh, so you know, it was just a matter of uh, you know filling up the, filling up the tank on on my side of the border, and uh, and you know that'll probably get me more than halfway back later. But you know, it's uh, it's it's nice to get down here. As I was as I was driving in, I realized you know I haven't seen a lot of Pittsburgh. To me, the most of what I've seen of Pittsburgh was in like the uh, the late eighties when Firestorm moved to Pittsburgh in the comic. Oh, right. <laughs> So I was I was oh, looking for different. the I was looking for the Institute for Meta Human Studies. I couldn't find it. It's over at CMU. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, I realized you know that's really the only exposure I've had to Pittsburgh. I was up here um, around the holidays. We were visiting family in Virginia, and so we kind of stopped in uh, on the way on the way down uh, right, just to right. break up the drive a bit. Uh, but really, you know, aside from driving by the stadium, because my wife's a big Steelers fan, uh, you know, we, we drove by the stadium, and that was that was pretty much our Pittsburgh trip. So it's oh nice to actually, you know, come out here uh, into, as you say, the jewel of the Allegheny. The jewel of the Allegheny, indeed. <laughs> we like it here. Just don't tell anybody else that it's nice here. We want to keep it on. <laughs> you can all move to Portland and Seattle. Oh, you know. there you go. There More you Pittsburgh go. for us. We <laughs> never spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh, other than eating at the Gypsy Cafe. Hey. The one place you have to go is Pomani Brothers. Uh, overrated. <laughs> I thought you were going to say JoJo's Diner in the strip, dude. Why on, dude? The JoJo's Diner, you have a 42% chance of someone either stabbing you or shooting you while you're eating your brunch. Oh, my. That's a, that's a selling point. I wonder if any of these guys were the guys I talked to. Did I meet anybody? None of these guys, no. Sorry. Megan did was on our Umbrella Academy episode. Oh, oh. Cool. Did. <laughs> she she's uh she I, we're gonna, she's gonna be on our upcoming Buffy episode as well. Nice. She's quite a Buffyologist. Yeah, so. there you go, there you go. So that, that'll be awesome. Are, are you and she's it? dressed as uh, as uh, Misty Knight from Hero, Heroes for Hire tonight. That's awesome. Her and uh, Nicole as Colleen Wing. Very nice. Very good work. Good work. Yeah. Oh darn! I'm sure it was terrible for you. Well, no, we spent the entire day speculating about like, do superheroes keep schedules because like they're always running late because they like ran into a bad guy or their costume needed fixed or they had to like touch up their face paint. Something to think about. I never really thought about that. Especially with all, all the really elaborate costumes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were speculating about what a superhero Heroes in the 90s must have had it really tough with all those pouches. Oh, totally. You know, I mean, the, the, the costumes were, were a, a great deal more complex. Indeed, indeed. So. They are getting a bit more real world, like, more, like, this costume is yeah. pretty much all off rack. There you go. When I was the white guy, when I'd, like, order stuff and paint stuff, this... Yeah, Mega was the white violin for Halloween from Umbrella Academy. That is great so costume. Cool. Awesome. The hardest part was getting making the violin. Right? Yeah, I made a violin out of cardboard. So awesome. There's pictures roaming around online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, definitely on my MySpace. 
That is so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. You guys do you look great. Dude, any excuse to dress up. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Halloween, Halloween 2009, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. That'll be awesome. I'm glad you did, Becca. Thank you. So, are you guys going to be doing the Buffy comic series, or yeah? yeah? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have a, a grand plan somewhere, right? <laughs> they don't really let me in on it so much because I'm I'm all, the old doddering member. They're all putting this together on their interwebs. Right. I'll just say in the chat today. It's like every episode is like. Well, I read this in the trade about a year ago. Da, da, da. How about you? Oh, I read it in a reprint. Da, da, da. Yeah, How yeah. about you, Jim? Well, uh, back in 83 when yeah, it came yeah, out, exactly. <laughs> I bought it in floppies. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, yeah, put that on your the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've tweeted. it. Oh, hey. <laughs> I don't know if I have to bleep that. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe you might have to. <laughs> all the Diet Pepsi going to my head. <laughs> Damn that aspartame. <laughs> so, loving the gypsy, sir. The food well, thank was you. fantastic. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Ah, it's, it's fantastic. It's my pleasure. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful space. I love it. Awesome. Thanks for coming. So, what do I need to go to some sandwich place? There's french fries on the sandwich. Yeah. Overrated, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Go to JoJo's Diner in the Strip because it's much more. It's like a Tarantino movie as a diner. It's like, I swear, like every on the Post Gazette, like every couple months, shooting at local diner. So, so it's like they're taking my order, and I'm like, why are you holding that gun sideways? They're gonna cut up your home fries and maybe you if you don't pay yourself. It's pretty awesome, and you know they didn't pay for that endorsement. I just gave no, it to. No, huh? They yes. should have that on the t-shirts, though, yeah. What's that? They should have all the t-shirts for JoJo's. Yeah. JoJo's, you could get shot. Yes, <laughs> yes. be great. <laughs> my, my brother got shot at JoJo's, and all I oh, got no, was a stupid t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> uh, totally. So what else are you guys reading that you're digging? Uh, right, I just got done reading all the Silver Age JLA. Uh, it showcases. Yeah, yeah. Really goofy stuff. It is, there, you know? it is. The last one I, that, that had Green Lantern changed everyone's costume. So the Martian Manhunter was the Flash. and they, Because they, the foe had uh, abilities attuned to each of their powers or something. It's just like, wow, couldn't you thought of anything better? I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. It was kind of goofy and fun. I kind of like that. I just read... Um, the Marvel Chronicle. Have you seen this book? I've heard of it, yeah. I got a really good deal on it. It's this giant coffee table book, and it's a complete chronicle of Marvel Comics from 1939 to the present. Like, nice. up to Secret Invasion. Oh, really? And it's like year by year. Every year is another uh, fallout page. Yeah. And it's so cool to hit that sweet spot when, like, you first started reading comics. And, yes. And nine times out of ten, there's a picture of the comic there, Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I have that. You totally, know, I have it, yeah. totally. You know, it's really funny because I remember, for me, it was like, you know, for me growing up, it was like the, the, the main things that influenced my comic reading were the Batman TV show right. and the Spider Man cartoon series. Like the old, uh, is, was it Nelvana? I think it was Nelvana did, did it. Or, the Amazing Friends or the one before? No, that? way before that. The Spider Man. Oh, yeah. That one. Okay, me yeah, too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, I, I can remember one of the first, like, art projects I did when I was in kindergarten. So this is, like, going back to 1975. 
was I made a little TV that showed a Spider-Man cartoon. Wow. And it was so it was like this this box that had a transparent lid on it, and I had a, a big long sheet of paper with a stick on either end, and I drew scenes of Spider-Man take, getting this kid out of quicksand. Wow. And you would move it along and so through scene cool. by scene, right? And so this is what I was, you know, like I said, I was five years old and doing this. So Spider-Man was a big one. So I, I remember picking up, I, I think the first issue of Spider-Man I picked up was, uh, well, I know it was, it was issue 195. And uh, it was, a, so it was an early Black Cat issue. And... Um, but aside from that, the the the, the next the, the next Marvel book that I that I picked up, Power Man and Iron Fist, baby. Awesome, sweet Christmas, <laughs> sweet Christmas indeed. And and because I was like, Power Man, this is going to be cool. I was a white suburban kid in, in Canada. What did I know from? Uh, <laughs> now, was that when Burn was doing it? I know Claremont Burn. This did was a little. before. This was before. You know. And now that I think of it. It would have been a Luke Cage Power Man. It was before it was Power Man and Iron right, Fist. Right. It was just so Power now Man. that I think of it, because it was, um, it was definitely just Luke. And later on, I picked up the Power Man and Iron Fist, and yeah, that stuff was great. Oh, totally. And um, but 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 it was a it was a great deal more advanced than the stuff I, that I was picking up in seventy five, seventy six, right? Right, right. Oh man, and uh, you know, we, we, I mean, that stuff was, you know, even reading it now, it's like I think. How did I understand what the hell I was reading? <laughs> That's what I love about the uh, the essentials and the showcase. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, you get them so cheap. Yeah. And it's like much cheaper. I mean, if I were to actually go buy those issues I had when I was a kid, I would be paranoid about you know oh, a little yeah. inner comic book guy would be like, oh no, now it's no longer near mint, you know. It's been blemished. By, yeah, exactly. It's been blemished by the oils from my fingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, I could buy the essentials and have the same comics and be oh. like, oh, I don't care. You know, and, and you're not so worried about it. It's like, you know, I had one I had one of my essentials. We, we, we were camping, and it got a bit of rain on it. Big deal. <laughs> you know, shake it around a little. It'll dry. Try it out. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I've got a couple of shelves of essentials and, totally and showcases. Awesome. And, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. It's, it's great to bring back some of that Silver Age goodness. At a good price, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, or just CJ. Because, I mean, like I was saying, I would, be, I would be so paranoid to even read them, you know, yeah. like, crumpling and crumpling everything like that. Well, I mean, you look at the, some of those showcases, some of those Superman issues from the 50s and 60s. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- those are those are fetching a decent a decent dime these days. Yeah. You know, you're looking at, at even just like a a, a, re- a crappy reader's copy. You're probably looking around twenty bucks, right? And uh, look out, this guy's giving you the eye. Uh oh, uh oh. And, and and if you want anything of, of any of any higher quality than that, then uh, you know you're, you're spending a lot of cash on it. More, in fact, than you pay for that that big old phone book full of comic-y, right. full exactly. of comic-y goodness. And if you can find, like, the runs in order, you know, yeah, uh, in yeah, a, every yeah. issue of the runs. Uh, oh, well, that's just it. They never let me out of the kitchen. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. So, the only reason I'm schooled in, in the culinary arts is because I can't get out of the kitchen. This castle and his prison. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> true. Put the invisible fence thing on me now, so if I get too far... <laughs> Too far from the kitchen, I get a mild to memorable electric exactly. shock. Exactly. He, wa- he walks out the door. It's like ah, ah, ah. It's awesome. Thanks for wonderful. Oh, you're leaving? Yeah, I gotta take uh, Brian and Tasha back. Oh, okay. Oh, so I got stuff for them. No. Thank you. This has been fantastic. Of course, man. 
appreciate it. Good to see you, Sharon. Good to see you too. I will see you tomorrow at, Great. The, at the convention. I'll be there. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about some stuff. So. Awesome, yeah. Hey. Fantastic. Sweet. And Dan is going to help me with my, with my purchasing problem that I have at times. Okay, then. That's good. We'll walk around, and I'll make sure you don't... You'll be, like, be a sponsor for Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She passes stuff I'm, up. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Captain America on the bus. It's two-thirds off. <laughs> no, put it down. Put it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, since what, oh, sorry, what you do for, you know, as comic geeks for the... Dude. For the rolling, for the rolling, for everybody. It's fantastic. It's, it's the least I could do, really. Oh, yeah. Jamie, you want to join us? Mm-hmm. Nicole, you want to join us? Mm-hmm. We have these big microphones. Mm-hmm. Being joined by the illustrious Jamie D from the Comic Geek Speak and the lovely and talented Nicole, who's dressed as Colleen Wing. You see me? Here is fire. You guys having fun? Oh yeah. Cool. Beers. Beers are good. Free beers are better. Beers are good. I did what I could. Yes. Delicious adult beverage. Did you buy anything at the con today? Uh, yeah, actually, wound up before it opened. Uh, found a place that was selling half price new stuff. So I started looking through it. Have my Comic Geek Speak shirt on. Guy comes up. He's like, "You guys from Comic Geek Speak?" I'm like, "Yeah." We started talking here. Uh, it's Arresto Comics from around here. Uh-huh. He uh, he said he actually has us on in the background in the store. Oh wow! And I I gotta tell you, he gave us a great deal. Told us anything we bought for a buck. So wow. I'm gonna go back and buy more stuff. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, I, no I was like, pass up for half price, but for a buck, yeah, I'm gonna buy a three fifty book. Yeah, I think so. For a dollar, yeah. there are a lot of good deals at this time. Oh, yeah. I just wish I had some money. I guess I better go start selling some crap to children. Do you have a monthly allowance? I do. Do you? Yeah. Not so much. We're kind of uh, saving up for a house. No, like I'm only allowed to spend so much when I go to the comic book store. Oh, yeah. And then I have to put things back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I had my income tax money at uh, New York Comic Con. I blew all that. Oh, yeah. Right, where I came back a little stuff. So. Like, we can get you the money. We can't afford the train ticket. Yeah, right. We gotta get there. I'm my little, like, homeless shelter made out of trade paperbacks and hard everything. We'll read comics for food, you know. I gotta blow the rest of my tax return today. Oh, yeah? Did you get the hot toys uh, that you were looking at? I might have. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It might be in the trunk of my car. Maybe. What, was, what were you looking for? <laughs> I got the uh, the Hot Toys Iron Man. Okay. So, you ever, you ever no. looked at Hot Toys stuff? How much was it? It was, it came out to 150 Damn. Hot Toys. That is a serious toy. Yeah. 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 150 bucks. But if you look at on eBay, it goes for like 250 Yeah. The like Lego Star Wars, like the Death like the Death Star is like 100 yeah. That's insane. It is. Pretty sweet though. Have you seen the Lego yeah. Star with all the little rooms? Little well, trash compactor room, little yeah. They had uh, the Lego Star Destroyer. Somebody had that. Oh yeah. They wanted like a thousand dollars for it. Oh my goodness. Pre-built. Yeah. Not even oh, wow. in the box. <laughs> you didn't even get to make it yourself. Yeah. That's weak. Man. Yeah. 
I know the Toy Story and Squirrel Hill has got like every Lego set put out. There's like the Bikini Bottom, that's like SpongeBob SquarePants house. Oh yeah. It's a Lego set. Nice. Who's the dude that was on? Who's selling like keychains of all the Lego Star Wars characters? Like he bought, I guess, like a ton of sets and made keychains out of them. That's pretty cool. He also, he was, I think, he was also selling just a just a pieces too. Just grab like dudes if you need them. Just little guys. Yeah, like Josh or Jabba. A little army of Lego guys that you're promoting. That would be awesome. To do your bidding. Slightly disturbing, but so cute. They're cute, but deadly. Oh, look how cute is they totally obliterate the universe. I also got, uh, there was a guy, like, up near the front of the, uh, like, right where you come in, the main entrance. Uh, he's selling, like, just a bunch of, like, old, kind of, like, just weird random stuff. But I got a cool, like, 50s, like, spaceman that's, like, this big. And, uh, a bag of, uh, they were in Vietnam, they were World War II army plastic dudes was like, like, soldier blocks and Nazis and stuff. Right, right. Cool, man. Yeah, there were a lot of good deals there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll find the one thing I'm looking for. Do you have, like, something set on, or just know if you see it? I'm, I, I, I'm allowing myself, if I find this one book I'm looking for, to buy it. Which book is it? I'm going to have to save my money. Well, what book is it? Oh, Stormy, Stormy and Omnibus. See, don't let everybody hang. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, tune in next week to find out what yes. book it is that Jim wants. On. Will Jim buy his book? Will Jim learn to read? <laughs> Will he just look at the pictures? Tune in and find out. Will Dan's Garmin take him home okay? <laughs> I'll tell you the answer to that one now. No. <laughs> I'm just glad everybody's having a good time here. Tim the Tiki is here. That's awesome. Yep. He's such a good guy. I don't know. Everybody's, everybody's having fun. I walked around, kind of tried to test to see how everybody was doing, and everybody seemed to have a lot of fun. Yeah, social gatherings can be slightly awkward. You don't have anybody. Yeah, but this this one, a lot of us are, are like family. Each other, yeah. yeah. Some of the, the new people like you. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. Thank you. And I love some money on the table. Oh, thank you. I'm, they'll thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. See you later, Sean. That's cool. You guys all stay at the Holiday Inn out by the place? Or? Yeah. That's like where the Dan is, too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So far, it's nice, except for the fact there was. No electricity this morning. There's no Ethernet in my There's no what? There's no internet in my There's no internet? Really? I've got a cable. A oh, you don't have It a doesn't work. Oh, nice. But I got a cable. Well, I think they said there, were, there was Wi-Fi at the pizza, so... There was, but, like, yeah. by the time everybody got there, I think it got over... Like, kind of over... Yeah, we, we didn't have any problem with it, but I guess maybe we just... Got in there good enough for the all right. Probably the old machine. Yeah. So Where do you gonna, put the granola in on that thing anyway? You just like put a granola bar in there every <laughs> once in a while. You gotta feed the gerbil every once in a while. or something. You know? It's amazing how much you miss it when it's gone. I didn't have internet for a week and I like started scratching myself. For a week? Yeah, I didn't. Oh my god. I didn't know what the temperature was outside. <laughs> I had hurting knees. It was weird. 
zombies could attack. I wasn't known. No weird videos of hamsters. Nothing. I saw uh, the BBC, the box, like box coming in the house, and it was, was breathtaking. Have you seen the, the, the shake from the lawn? No. Have you seen the, the flocking of the dead this uh, thing where they put the LEDs on the sheep? And they flocked yeah, so them to make them look that. like fireworks and stuff? Yeah, no, it was pretty it. sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. I heard that. I didn't see it. was the last one I saw. Yeah. I'm a little behind with the interwebs. You know, these kids today with their fax machines the and their, their hula hoops and their videos and their YouTubing and their, their Twitter twatter and whatever the hell. I don't know if I'm going to have to sleep that one either. I don't either. Who knows? You can say it. Twitter's water? Twitter's water. I care about it because it's something I have no like, concerns to really care about. So it's just... I just... I don't know. I don't think there's anybody who really cares what I'm doing every minute of the yeah, day. You know? Know I don't feel like I'm important enough that you know, I would want to tell everybody, you know? I never got into, like, the whole, like, instant message thing, no. you know, and all that kind of stuff. I got roped into getting a Facebook. Yeah, it's addictive. But that's kind of where I draw the line. Like, I don't, I've got a cell phone and I've got email. Like, if you can't get a hold of me, then chances are I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> that's another thing. There are times where you just don't want to be rich. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, the house phone is like a lost history for us. Like, everybody can call you any moment. So, house phone, you can say you're not home. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, the vagaries of technology. <laughs> I will admit I do like my Facebook phone. So did you find any more issues with Sonic the Hedgehog for your collection? No, I did not. Although, as I said, it wasn't a bad book. Well, it, it I, was just, not. I just found it uh, unusual. Yeah. yeah, it was... Not what I expected. It was, <laughs> On the new Comic Talk episode, uh, Jamie does a, a review of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comic. Yeah, I, it was I, a challenge from a listener. Right? Yes, I was challenged to read it because... I don't need to impugn your manhood by saying that. I had you dis- were challenged. I had made some disparaging remarks about some of the industry people who used to be big who are now working on Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, somebody took exception with that, saying that Sonic the Hedgehog was good comics and challenged me to read, like, this one storyline. So I did, and it was good. It still doesn't change my my mind about, like, John Workman should be lettering... Fantastic right. Four, not Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, Terry Austin should be inking, you know, yeah. David Finch or somebody who really needs a good inker, you know. Yeah. So, so Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sonic yeah. But something tells me Sonic the Hedgehog. What's the last good comic you read, Nicole? Uh, the, I think it's Fables. Yeah. Fables. I mean, I think it's House of Mystery, but I haven't read it yet. So. That's the new House of Mystery? Yeah, I think so. I have the trade, and I picked this one up. How far have you gone on Fables now? Uh, what is this? The Wooden Army 5? Yeah. Then I read the. What is it? The Tales of the Tales of the what? Uh, it's the Thousand Nights, the Arabic. Oh, okay. The Arabian Nights? Yeah. And That's I awesome. Yeah, I went to that. Yeah. I'm almost over the Watchmen. Watchmen. Saw the movie, but. I'm almost done with this. Almost done with it. Yeah, it never leaves my bed. It's hard to take on the bus. So, I'm going to stay there. I've never read Oh, really? Yeah, so you've got to read it. It's really beautifully illustrated. 
like the mythology that, like, they oh, they're I never thought when it first came out. I never thought I would have read it, but somebody about issue two or three said you didn't read fables. So I found one. I went all back, found them. <clears throat> I've been reading them ever since in the in the you know the individuals. It's just you're right. It's like it's they take it. They take a subject you would think wouldn't be interesting or couldn't be adult. And I'm, I'm not talking X-rated adult. I'm talking adult adult. And, and just about Lost Girls. Yeah, it just make it so it's interesting. Art. It's porn, but it's art too. What Lost Girls? It's so dirty. Yeah. You, you can't I like Lost Girls. You yeah. can't take that on the bus. No, not really. You can't really read that I, I, on a bench in front of a kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Like, people, no, people frown on that. Something you put on your shelf. You kind of keep that under the bed. Yeah. Actually, I borrowed it from Megan. It was. I, I really yeah. like it. Yeah. It's dirty. I have it, but I haven't got a chance to sit down and read it. Yeah, yeah it, it pushes the concept of, like, what is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's bestiality that you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. But <laughs> so it's tasteful. It's tasteful. <laughs> like, you beautiful. Beautiful bestiality, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, so few comics do that. Yeah. I mean, Sure. Really, what's their left of course? You know, yeah. I mean, there's no world boundaries. Plus, only somebody like Alan Moore could get something like that off the ground and have like a serious publisher come yeah. out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's like you, me, or you know. Yeah, we'd be on the sex offender list, right? Exactly, <laughs> but it's Alan Moore, so it's hard. <laughs> So much. Yeah, I know. Um, I you'd have something for me. <laughs> Atomic Robo. Atomic Robo said. I just got done reading that for our Book of the Month book. Oh, cool. So yeah, we'll Good probably choice. record it within about two weeks, but I, really, I enjoyed it. I, uh, it was a lot like, I thought Hellboy. I felt like Hellboy, with, you know, like with a robot, so. Right. Cool story. Like the, the robot's built by Nikolai Tesla, right? Yeah. Right. I love the his, historical adventure kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And a, a uh, whole Red Five comics, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That whole a real funny thing with uh, Stephen Hawking is having you laughing out loud. Yeah. Where he sent, sends him to sends him to Mars, and then it winds up Hawking was the one who told him to send Atomic Robo and then not send anything from the read. So he has to go from Earth to Mars for all those years with nothing to read. Oh, man. So his his final thing is he's on Mars for his whatever mission. And so the entire thing, you see him moving rocks. And at the end, he's written like, I can't remember, it's like, suck it, Hawkins, or something. <laughs> he writes something naughty on Mars as he blasts off. Very funny stuff. So yeah, I gotta go with that. I mean, there's been some... Issues here and there, I like the 70th anniversary um, Captain America thing that just came out. Oh, the That's James Robinson. Yeah, I heard that's really good. Yeah, I like I like I'm that. To see, yeah, and then they have a nice uh, reprint in there too. If I think it's number seven, Captain America number seven. That's some good stuff. Just so much out there. I'm like, it's, 
Yeah, and so, read so it. little money and so little time to talk about it. So. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for coming, man. Glad you can make it. No problem. Thank you for coming. Good to see you, man. Thank you a lot. Okay. Have a seat. Sit down. See you tomorrow, sir. All right, yep. Thank you, Jim. No problem, man. Glad you can make it. We're joined by another uh, CGS uh, member here, the illustrious Brian Christman. I don't know about illustrious. Well, what adjective would you prefer? Dependous? Um, Checkered? Checkered. <laughs> so, uh, Chad Ciccone, uh did you a Batman or Batwoman? Batwoman, yes. Batwoman tonight? Yes. How'd it turn out? Oh, very good. Uh, I don't. I didn't believe I had this question before. I usually get everybody who I met on the show or at a con, and I just never had one from him before. So, he's next to me at the con. Easy way to get a sketch. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Think of anything else while you're uh, uh, Yeah, a lot, lot of dollar books. Uh, yeah. That's my that's my thing. Just go and find good bargains. Uh, I bought a couple of toys. Uh, some of the new DC uh, Infinite Heroes, the small figures. Right, right. I didn't care for them originally, but they had a Batwoman, being the uh, current Batwoman. Okay. So that was five bucks, but then they had a sign, three for ten. So I bought two more, so it's like. Well, that makes sense. I, that's how they. That's how they get you. That is how they get you. Yeah, I've, I've passed on those just because when I saw them at Target, they were so small. Yeah. And they were, I think they were like seven a pop at Target. I'm yep, just like. Yep. I mean, they have cool characters like Adam Strange, Doctor yeah, Fate, and, released about like you know, God Gardner. And there's like thirty or forty more characters out now. I mean, it's crazy. I was just but, hoping I could find them a little, you know, lower on price down the road, maybe. You know, yeah, hopefully, three thirty-three works for me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. The, uh, yeah, everybody's telling me they're finding a lot of good deals on the floor. Yep. Um, cool. Just gotta look around. It's, it's a lot of toys. But the, the dealers that are there for comics, there's there's half off hardcovers, half off trades, there's dollar books, there's half dollar books, there's twenty five cent books. I mean, there's stuff to be had here. There's there's golden age stuff, there's good current stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of I guess tomorrow's gonna be the big day. You know, yeah. Cool. Be, that's cool. That's cool. All the celebrities gonna be there. That's gonna be big. We're right across from the autograph area, so we think we could get some. Crossover traffic, maybe. You know. That'd be My waiter, Ben, is dancing. It's never a good sign. Ben's doing his impersonation of the goth dance, just so you know. Okay. It's even funnier when you know what he Oh, okay. With the explanation, it did make total sense. Though. I'm just glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. Yes, and thank you for having us again. Oh, you don't have to know, please. I, I, it's the least I could do. You know, I listen. To I work sixty hours a week, you know, not exaggerating, and I listen to a ton of podcasts. You know, I mean, you guys, I listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, I listen to Paul's, you know, Legion Subsidy Heroes. Sometimes I listen to ours. You know, I get really bored. But I mean, I was already there. Why would I? Why would I want to listen? Yeah. Or why is Adam Reed breathing into the microphone again? That's what I like to call our show. It's the Adam Reed breathing show. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if I, if I were to get you, like, a comparable service on satellite or whatever, I'd have to pay for that, you know? And if you, if you, were, to log, if you were to log, like, all the hours I've listened to CGS in my kitchen uh, versus the cost of the food and everything tonight, it would, 
we're just pretty much even out. Seriously. Well, that's very kind of you. Well, I mean, I will see you guys later. Thank you very much. Yes, again, thank you for having us in your little The world of toys I listen to for a while, but a little too Barbie centric for me, <laughs> but it's okay, you know. That's good for you guys. It's a toy. You yeah, know. I know it counts. It's nice to catch some figures. we got to expand. I know, I know. Not, not of, we'll do a whole show. Not criticism, just an observation. <laughs> we'll do a whole show on X-Sketch coming up soon. X-Sketch. So, Jamie, I hear you have a secret project in the works. Uh, you got the world of toys. We have the time bubble. Yes. Uh, exploring BD, BD, BD. Yes. What's I, up? I, I, Can you say anything about Project X? Uh, Project X will revolve around Marvel's 70th anniversary. And that's okay. as far Fair as enough. I'll go. I have the first one pretty much set up, and I just think it's something we didn't really do as a podcast. Uh, we haven't done. I don't see us. You know, I, I see what we're doing down the road. I don't see us doing anything. So I kind of take it upon myself to do this. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, I'll cool. stop doing it's, it. It's like Voltron. You know, you guys have separate parts, and then you all <laughs> all come together. That's for right. Main CGS thing. It's, it's pretty cool. But of course, the whole. Yeah. It's bigger than some of the parts, right? That's right. <laughs> you are you are certainly a big hole. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Drive safely. Drive safely. <laughs> Don't forget to worship at the church of your choice. <laughs> I think we are going to get going, sir. Yes. How are you? I just need some directions on how to get back to 28 North. Back to 28 North. Yep. Talk to my wife. She okay. can help you. All right. Very good. She's a bad fighter. Thanks for talking okay. to us, guys. Thank you. Thank you again. Oh, hey. You don't have to thank me. Good to see you again. See you guys tomorrow. Oh, it's a better day, I guess. Well, Dan, uh, it's, uh, what time are we looking at here? It's like 12.30. About 12.30 at night. There's the geeks run out. It's a little thinned out. There's, what, about 20 people here still, maybe? Yeah. That's still, uh... I still like to talk to Tim and Seafood, if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we're just going to keep recording because we know how much Russ and Johnny love editing. Yeah. So we're going to... Oh, and by the way, uh, Johnny, <laughs> God damn you, fucker. Okay, thank you. I'm editing this right Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Maybe not. I'll just post it. <laughs> just bleep it all. Just bleep it. You know, it's so funny because in the, the last Kingdom Come episode, I was like, Superman was getting his Kryptonian butt handed to him, and he bleeped me anyway because he thought it sounded better. What? Uh, yeah, because I have this like reputation of having a potty mouth. Who is that anyway? Oh, I, I think it's I think it's uh, the. Would you care to talk to us and pick your wear, sir? This is our bling wearing friend Ed Pisker. Yo yo yo! Artist extraordinaire. Illustrious Bon Vivant, Man About Town, Gadfly, self-publisher and artist and writer of WYSIWYG, among other great, great comics. Ed, thank you. No problem. Thanks for throwing this very cool party, Jim. Anything for you, buddy? You are one talented mofo. Can I say mofo? <laughs> Dan, if I'm editing, I don't care. Okay, you have then. to get the explicit tag on, on uh, right, iTunes. Right. Well, we'll sell more if we do. So. <laughs> So what's new? Are you having fun? Having an awesome time, man. Having cool. an awesome time. I plan on being up very late and getting up very early for the Still City Con tomorrow. That's one of my plan as well. I'm going to clean up here a little bit after everyone's gone. 
I saw the Jason that you drew for the jam piece. Totally awesome. Thank you. We'll be uh, posting a picture of that up on the forum. Definitely. Had to flex some skills. So I want to ask you guys, um, is there anything on your checklist that you're looking for tomorrow at the show? Comics, toys? I'm, I'm looking for the Starman Omnibus. The James Robinson Starman. That's the only thing, really. Yeah. And Dan today blew 150 bucks on an Iron Man toy, so I don't know how much money he's got left. <laughs> but it lights up, be right? None. <laughs> it does light up. Okay, then. Real good, too. I hope so. <laughs> I'm looking for... Um, what are you looking for, Ed? Some Essential X-Men's. Um, I'm on Essential X-Men 4. I'm really interested in the uh, Chris Claremont run. Yeah. Um, I've got most of them you want to borrow them, dude. Oh, no, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I wouldn't trust myself with them. Um, I'm just, just really essential. We were just talking about that. Oh, really? About how you can take them with you camping or wherever and not worry about it. Whereas if you had the original issues, you'd be like, I don't want to crease it. Yeah, this is X Men '94. It's worth five hundred dollars. Right. Very, oh, now it's very fine. Oh, the oil from my fingers are just going to drain the page. For for stuff like like the X Men run, you know, starting with the the giant size X Men period. The essentials are perfect. Um, the, you know, the, the, the pages do just fine without the color and everything like that. That being said, um, any Jack Kirby comic sort of lacks to me without the color. Um, like the, the the Thor essential uh, would have been fantastic if it was if that was like an omnibus or something. Whereas you look at somebody with a thinner line like Burn or Cockrum in that early run you're talking about, right? And it really doesn't isn't as effective as much by the lack of color. No, no, no. They're just they're just. I love Kirby's work, but the color just his 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 comics are are perfect for color. Yeah. And it really some of the dynamic aspect of the of the work is sort of lost without the color in my opinion. And and a lot of people I, I feel like uh, they they sort of don't respect that black and white uh, artwork as much as when it's in the color uh, you know, and, and especially to look at the old versions, like whenever, you know, those Marvel milestones that they do? Yeah. It's the pure white paper, like right, right. weird, like computer coloring over top of that old stuff. I don't think that works either. Yeah, the, uh, the Neil yours. Adams, the Neil Adams Batman hardcovers, I picked those up. Um, he's always been a big Neil Adams Batman fan. And they, I guess, they didn't have a lot of the original color plates from the lines. So they got a couple of different companies to go back in and color it. But they colored it like you would color a comic today. Not right. Like weird. You would color right. Neil Adams Batman. Right, right. And it's very weird because everything's like highlighted and textured. It's not flat. And like there's a couple of comics that they had the original plates for or somebody actually knew what they were doing. And like you read through those and it's awesome stuff. I mean, it's great. And then you flip to the next page and his artwork's completely lost in it. He probably had his studio color this stuff. Did you ever? Do you remember Continuity Comics? Oh yeah, totally. And like every, like the coloring on every single one of those comics was very like over rendered, like hyper stylized. Yeah. A lot of like, you know, a person's skin would have like little shine uh, highlights yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Totally yeah. It almost looks like. I mean, when you look at it, the paper almost looks like it's. There was, like, uh, let's see, there was Megalith, right, and Ms. Mystic. And uh, Toy Boy or something Toy like Boy. that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You remember, like, yeah, uh, I think there was like the Silver Streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely I remember. Did, that. Did I remember Megalith for sure, though. Did you ever see um, 
He did he did a comic for Tops called Mr. T and the T Force. Yeah. Do you remember that? I just I just see I see only one issue of that and uh it was something. It was like Mr. T versus like uh, crack dealers or something. Like, yeah. like, like the, the major victim of that first issue were like crack babies, and that's what he called them to. He's like, "Oh, look at these little crack babies! Oh, this is so sad." <laughs> that's awesome. I remember that. I never totally remember that. I wish I still had it. But, but yeah, that's what I'm on the hunt for, man. I'm on, I'm on book number four of the Essential X Men, and just the world building stuff that Chris Claremont was able to accomplish, where he would introduce these characters. Forget about them for a certain amount of time, and then revisit them and expand on them. Uh, it's just, it's it's like he had a plan, and it's really fun to like kind of watch it unfold. Um, the stuff that I, that's kind of give or take for me on, on those old comics are there. There are definite sort of editorial things that that he had to sort of cover every issue so like you always have to mention like uh, all the characters names and, and their powers, the powers and stuff like in the, that in the, in the, in the box right box. right so, so, yeah, you, yeah. so you skip that and what's really funny is he would usually on most issues he would wrap up a, a full there would be a full story there but then you read the last page and then you have that kind of bait and switch kind of like cliffhanger where it's right. like okay now you have to go buy the next one and uh just the stories that that guy has written, um, it, it's it's like modern day mythology. Think about it. I mean, nobody who who had to run that long other than Claremont on any book. I mean, he what nineteen years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Off and on 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 the X Men, and I mean, he might not have originated the characters, but he certainly defined them. You know, and defined that, like you said, the whole world building idea. I mean, now it's like. They were writing a story, six issue story arc for the trade, you know. Right. But then he was like playing all these different plot lines, playing all these different strings, you know. Okay, well, Kitty Pride is going to join the X Men at this point. She's a rookie, okay. Now we're going to flip it around, and a future Kitty Pride is going to send you know, You know what I mean? It just it kept on playing that different. And you're right, I mean, nobody had really done that. He, he, he was the king of the X titles, too. I mean, he, he has written uh, The New Mutants and. Excalibur, right. like whenever that, right. that stuff came out, early issues of like, Wolverine. Of other writers, like other than you know Lee and Kirby, who contributed more to that mythos. Yeah. Definitely. But in fact, um, the Claremont Burn issues were like when I was a kid, like one of my favorite comics of all. You know, that, I just love Burn and Austin together. That, that's some of the best collaborative artwork in comics ever. I mean, Burn is good on his own, but Austin really. Really tightens his lines, you know. What I mean, really gives him like a really precise look, you know. Whereas if you look at some of the stuff that Burn inked on his own in like Fantastic Four, it's a little more rough, it's a little more sketchy. But Austin just is like very much the craftsman, kind of cleaning everything up. You know? For anybody out there interested in this stuff, Essential X Men number two has five or six hundred pages of pure Chris Claremont written. Burn and Austin Illustrated X-Men Comics and it is a fantastic addition to your home library. I can't totally. say enough about that stuff. I, you know, the Days of Future Past story. Dark story. Phoenix is in Dark there. Phoenix. The whole Hellfire Club story I'm not going to be in there. Alpha Flight. You know, uh, there's there's that uh, guy in the Hellfire Club, Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Sebastian Shaw is the name, I think, of the guy in... Return of the Jedi, when Vader lifts up his helmet and there's that crusty old white man that's talking. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Sebastian Shaw. And you could tell Chris Claremont had such a love of well, Star mean, Wars. 
You mean Hayden Christensen, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did shoot the back in. Yeah. At least you're talking about. Yeah. yeah that does, <laughs> let me just say real quick. That doesn't even make sense. Because you're showing Yoda is an old, old whatever he is. You're showing Obi-Wan is an old dude. But, you know, sparkly. And then you have freaking Hayden Christensen. I was so pissed when I bought those DVDs. Don't get me started on that. Too. Oh my god! I <laughs> now we'll go into all how they edited Boba Fett's voice and everything, and Greedo shooting first. Oh, right. I don't even, I don't even want to go down that road. I'll just get all drunk and mad well, about there's it. There's lots of stuff where the Emperor refers to uh, Vader. They put in scenes where the Emperor refers to Vader as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, like in, like uh, like in the in the first in like in, uh, A New Hope or something or in, um, Empire. Empire. I love the I love there's the Pat where he said, you know, if he had a time machine, he, he wouldn't go kill Hitler, or he wouldn't, you know, stop all these things. He'd go back to 93 and kill George Lucas with a shovel. Yeah. Who was this? Pat Noswell, I, I, I saw that skit where he's, he's talking yeah, yeah. about, like, he's talking about, like... So, do you like Darth Vader? Right. Yeah. Well, you're going to well, love this, because he's a little kid. he's a little kid in this one. He's like, oh, is he like an open kid, like killing people with his brain and stuff? No, no, he has to leave his mom, and he's very, very sad. <laughs> hey, do you like ice cream? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a big bag of rock salt. <laughs> he said that little riff about... Uh, Angelina Jolie where he's like you know I'm into Angelina Jolie but I'm not interested in like saying a story about John, John Boyd's Boyd. <laughs> stuff oh yeah I'm just glad everybody's enjoying this song that's the reason I did it yeah thank you a lot Jim of course man I used to get you down here <laughs> we have to have you up the house we have to have you off the house. I love the, um, is Sarah still taking Kung Fu? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and like, swords, and like, like for her birthday at Christmas, I just buy her weapons. Bow staffs. Cool. And like, swords, <laughs> short staffs, nunchucks. Your girlfriend is something like, like martial arts. Wep- like the perfect woman. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I bought you a sword for Christmas. Yeah, that's what she wanted. And by proxy, I bought me a sword. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So what, what do you have coming down the pike that you want to pick? It's uh, WYSIWYG number two right now, right? Yeah, WYSIWYG two is out. Uh, just At finished... At P-I-S-K-O-R. Just finished the, the first half of volume three, and I posted that online. Oh, cool. I'd like to check it out. You know, I almost, I almost like just reading them... You know, all together as, as one you know, thing, wait till it all comes out. Yeah, but. yeah, I mean, it, it really is just one book, and I'm serializing, you know, these four individual books. And, That's and the way issue two ends, with him on the bus, like, the whole new identity, just kind of, like, trying to drop his whole, like, past behind him. That's some, of the, some of the stuff that I am exploring... Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> some of the stuff that I'm exploring in volume three is, um, is very real, like, tangible ways to, to, uh, like hide your identity like how it's done and the flaws that these real life hackers like Kevin Mitnick and Kevin Poulsen used back in like the 80s and 90s the flaws that they exploited are still there they have not been patched oh wow so, so like I made sure to specifically like detailly uh, just sort of the, the process on how to uh, hide your identity if you're ever interested or if you ever need to it's pretty easy a little challenging but with enough with enough uh you know, intuition. You, it's, it's 
It can be done. There's a trick where you find someone whose birthday is close to yours, they died. Right, that, that was never a part of Social Security, like, right. never paid into Social Security. Yeah. That's it, man. It's still, it's still, it's still, uh... Have you, have you gotten to read WYSIWYG? You really uh, No, but I'm picking it, it up tomorrow, so... Yeah, you should. It's really good stuff, man. Love a lot. Definitely, like, one of the comics I always look forward to reading when it's, when it's yeah, coming out, you know? Totally. Like I said before, I was talking to Chad or whatever, I'm just... There's so many talented people here in Pittsburgh, and, and artists, writers, creative people, you know? It's, it's a great, great city. I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have very good feelings about it, and, and especially with with all the kids I know who draw comics and stuff like that in, in the city who are, like, published cartoonists and, and get work regularly, and it's sort of what I always wanted as a kid. I, I always wanted somebody to be able to talk to about the creative aspect and right, stuff right. like that, and, uh, you know, it took, like, you know, 23 years to find those people, but now, now I just, I wouldn't give it up, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, I just, because, um, I mean, drawing and everything is such a solitary pursuit. It's you, the paper, your ideas, you know. It's, it's got to be really cool to have other, like, like-minded people to bounce ideas off of and stuff. Yeah. I know it is for me, you know. Oh, definitely. And that's why I got into the forums and listened to suggests and everything, because I really had no one to talk comics with, you know. I never yeah. really had any, I mean. It's kind of a lonely door. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's, it's great, you know, it's great to be able to, to talk about things you love and people understand what you're talking about. The, the funny thing is that um, these other guys like, you know, Pat Lewis and Jim Rugg and them, uh, they all have very intense work ethics as well. So whenever we hook up and, and show each other artwork and stuff like that, it's not so much like a support group as it is a crack den where yeah. I see him working very hard. I have to work two times harder. Right. This guy has to work three times harder. And the end result is we all go home, nose to the grindstone, and kind of forget about the girlfriend. Yes, we all have such different styles. I mean, between the difference between yours and Pat's styles are, are alone, you know. It, Pat's very much reminded me, uh, if you haven't heard, seen it, Pat, Pat Lewis's stuff, it's very, it's, it's um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the artist, the Mad Magazine artist. Um, his, his, this is very cartoon. It comes from like the very uh, cartoon tradition. Would that be fair? Yeah, like one of like, his major inspirations is uh, Paul Coker from Mad Magazine. Right, right. And the, the local Pittsburgh guys, we all cover. There's competition, but there's not because we do all cover different ground. Jim Rugg comes from a, a more uh, indie comics, right. you know, Dan Klaus fanographics place. Right. Pat Lewis is like the Mad Magazine guy. Tom Scioli, who does Godland for Image. He draws like Jack Kirby. Oh, totally. I love Godland. So he's a pure superhero guy. Uh, Jason Lex is very interesting. He's, he comes from a landscape of like digital convergence with, with comic book artwork. So, so he comes from a very... veteran guy like Mike Zingarelli, who's just like a straight-out-and-out out illustrator. Right. You know, he's really talented. Like, my major inspiration is, like, the underground comics of, like, the 60s. Totally. And we have this other guy named Frank Santoro who does who did a book called Storyville. And uh, he's working on a comic called Cold Heat right now. And he comes from sort of the... He's, he's very tied into the, the art comics movement where his, his work is very expressionistic. Right. Very um, loose lines with, like, a lot of emotion and feeling. And uh, 
so just the point is we, we all come from different places right, and uh, cover cover the whole gamut of comics possibilities in a way. I don't want to like bullshit out or anything, but um, Gypsy was nominated for um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Melanie. Melanie. What's that award? The Arts and the what? Work of Art Award. Work of Art Award for contributing to local artists and stuff like that. So congrats, man. I mean, we're we're always happy to do it, and we're, I mean we're creative people ourselves, you know. So it's cool to pass that along. Oh yeah, man! I remember the Dark Knight brunch when when I was eating an omelet that that was uh, that that looked like Joker's face. <laughs> it's fun for me. I mean, I'm a geek and I'm a chef, so I let, let those things converge. You know, see what happens. Yeah, congrats on that nomination, man. Well, you know, it's it's cool to be. It's it's cool that. Somebody would recognize us for stuff we do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. We just do it because we generally like doing Dr. Sketchy. We like the people at Brains and we like being able to you know, meet people like you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a whole lot, man. Oh, totally, man. It's all fun. It's all good, right? <laughs> Did you get any interviews at the, uh, at the con? You talked to the the, uh, the robot, uh, the guys who built the R2-D2s. They, they, they built, like, life-size, working okay. R2-D2s. Did you talk to uh, Lindsay or any of the Derby Girls yet? No, we're going to do that tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. The last match, they killed them. Yeah. Oh, man, 250 to 80. I'm them. And I talked to uh, Jesse Kowalski, who uh, is running the Vader Project. Vader Project at the Warhol, very cool. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. to give me a free pass for tomorrow. That's awesome. You should definitely go. Oh, that's great, dude. I might, I might come out like a half hour early from the Megan went to the opening of that, and she said it was awesome. So. They, had, uh, they had three down there. Um, they had the... Uh, Spy vs. Spy. And had the Vietnam one where it's like a star place and everything. It was really oh, nice. Cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to go uh, check that out before. Yeah, totally. I would if I were you, man. Some of the Warhols. Um, I think it's going to be up there for another month or so. Actually, he was saying uh, May 3rd is when it ends. And then oh, they're going to have They're taking them all to Christie's and auctioning them off. Oh, wow. Volume two is sold out. I was at a, I was at a computer conference last week, last weekend, and uh, it just went gangbusters. Like like everything I had, they just grabbed it all. And like a lot of the people who were inspirations for for the, the stories within the the book, um, they got copies and, and they they uh, didn't break my break my b- too much about it. <laughs> One guy was like, "You refer to me in this part here." And they, that's what they put in Wired Magazine. And you make me appear to be so lame and, and all this stuff. And, and I kind of squashed that and, and explained to him that it was an homage. And I showed him the part. And he, and he was cool. Like, we, we hit it off. Right. But, um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the last Tim, Tim the Tiki. Great for four bucks. Give me a hug. I want a big hug from oh. Alex. Touch me oh. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Deitch is punch me in the nose. I'm an oaf. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was like in the Brady Bunch it's when Marsha got married. Marcia. 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 Marcia.
Take care, guys. Tiki, Tiki, Tiki. Oh, okay. Cool. Enjoy, man. Thank you. Hey, now it's mostly Gypsy employees. It's winding up. We put Left for Dead on. We might get a little, little different reaction. Did you get the new... Not yet, but I saw a video of it online, and it looks intense. See, the thing is, like, I don't play it enough to really... Not so much like more because I want to play it, but like I would survive like 30 seconds, you know. It's a little too intense for me, even. I like killing zombies as much as the next guy. (laughs) Hey man, shotgun plus zombie equals happiness. That's what I think. I would like. I would like to get to the point to where it's like like one second intervals between chords. Yeah. You know? It was just like just constant. Yeah, I saw a video of the gameplay and they were like all on top of the water tower, like waiting for them to come up and like they set traps everywhere and it didn't matter because they kept spawning tanks every ten seconds. Oh man, it was just too frantic for me. That's a little bit too much. I'm gonna stick with Peggle. I'm gonna be Batman. Peggle's awesome. Oh, the new Batman game does look cool. What, what, what's that? It's called Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, really? Paul Diddy wrote it, and uh, Mark Hamill and Ke- Kevin Conroy are doing the voices. Nice. Did you see the deluxe edition? With the Batarang? It comes with a Batarang. That's awesome. Dude, see, I know. I'm thinking, like, I'm already buying the game, which, is like, 60, which is like 60 bucks for the regular Batarang. game. And, the, yeah, the Batarang edition is like 100 So it's yeah. basically a $30 Batarang. And it's metal, and it's machine. Imagine all the havoc you could like. Because you know what? If they put if they put that that same battering in previews, they'd sell it to you for two hundred ninety five dollars. Right. In fact, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Several times. Yeah. About every four years from nineteen eighty (laughs) nine (laughs) to. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But the thing is, is it looks very because it looks like the one in the game. It's very sharp. I could get in a lot of trouble with the battery, you know. That's interesting because I, I wonder if that'll end up being a. Um, no, I thought it was on the Together. But it looks very cool. Like I don't, like they've never really had a successful yeah. Batman yeah. game. It's really yeah. Kind of yeah it's because most of the games one. have been cracked. Yeah. And this, this seems more like it's built very much on like a stealth system. Right. We use the Unreal to, 3 engine too yeah. for the graphics. Uh, are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And you have to like, it's kind of like the scenario where like, you know, the Joker's henchmen are walking down a hallway and you're kind of stalking them from above and you have to figure out a way to like take out the guy in the back and everybody freaks out like, holy crap. But that's the way Batman works. Yeah. You know? And then like they all turn is around it, is and like, is this it kind of like a first person shooter kind of thing? No, it's like, it's kind of like, person, like, like, uh, like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, so like a Tomb Raider kind of thing, yeah. It looks awesome though, so hopefully we'll finally get a good Batman game. What I want to know is why don't they do a Batman game like, like Grand Theft Auto Gotham City. We'll see you know what I mean? Big like, big just have the city, have, like, the crimes. Like, the, the, uh, the Spider-Man game looks like that. Spider-Man yeah, 2. He's well, coming by and there'd the be a crime. Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man's like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of them in fact, been. I've gotten to the point where I got to a level where I just couldn't get any further in Ultimate Spider-Man, but I don't care. I'll pop it in every now and then just so I can swing around yeah, Queens for a bit. And then I'll go into Manhattan. It's like, let's find the tallest building here. I'll climb all the way up to the top. And I'll kind of lean out a little bit, 
and then go back in. Lean out a bit, go back in, and jump off. And and then swing away just when you're this far from the edge, and it doesn't rip his arm out at all. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that um, they were going to do a Batman game like that, but they didn't really know how well it would work and all that right. kind of stuff. So I've heard that this is the test. And if this one sells and if it does... The only good Batman game I could think of is Lego Batman. That was yeah. pretty fun. I enjoyed that. That's because it was made to be fun. They actually, it, it seems with the Lego games, they actually remember to make it fun. You figured out why Misty and Colleen are best friends. Why is that? That doesn't fit me, because Misty has friends with Colleen. <laughs> okay, then. I need more ice. Yeah, I think after that, I do too. <laughs> I can't believe we're wrapped up so early. I expect it to be much later. Oh, it's 1 o'clock. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Okay, <laughs> never mind. He's like, wait a second. All right, everyone, get the <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. Okay, dude, we'll be here. But yeah, I think I think it would be awesome if they kind of took that same concept from on the outside and just expanded to where it was a you know a whole city drive right. out of the back cave and end up off the city and right, right. climb up any building and, and, like, well, find, and you, you know you have the different areas defined. So here's Crime Alley, you know, and here's right, yeah. right. And then just every once in a while, like the Joker would break out. And, well, maybe in this new DC Universe online game, we'll get some of that. Yeah, but you can't, like, I, that seems like it would be fun, but you, you can't, can't play be it. the character. You can't be Batman, that's true. Like, I want to be Darkseid. I want to be the Joker. I don't want to be, like, you know... If I'm going to play in that sandbox, exactly. <laughs> I want to use the toys. same toys. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's... I mean, you can make it, like, basically the same character, Yeah, it's not, right. you know, it's, it's not, not the same. I still think we should all get it and start the Legion of Dudes in it. That'd be great. And completely take over the game. But, you know, that would facilitate me getting a PS3. And well, I, I think it's, it's coming out for all three. Oh, is it? I thought it was just yeah. PS3. And I've, I've heard it's, they're going to so try and get so it to... Like, it'll be PS3, uh, PC, and Xbox 360. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've heard... My 360 is enough of an investment. I can't afford to get a PS3 as well. And I've heard it'll, like, um, it might end up being the first one where, like, you can play on your Xbox. You can play against people online. Oh, nice. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, because, uh... It'll be interesting to see if PS3 prices stay where they are. They're always going to be a price They can't, because... Uh, try, guys. Sarah, thank you. Their big selling point lately has been, especially when, because isn't it like the machines you buy now, you, they're not backward compatible with your old PS2 games? That's true. That's yeah. true. You cannot buy, you cannot go out right now and buy a PS3 that's backwards compatible. They mm. took all the backwards compatible ones off the Really? Board. Yeah. You can get them, like, used. Yeah. I think it's the 40 gig or the 60 gig one that has the backwards compatibility to the new 80 gig. They don't have it. I got lucky because I got one of the 80 yeah. that were like the first ones. Yeah, yeah. That probably has it. So there's, there, yeah. there's that part of it. So then they started selling it on the basis of, yeah, well, 
still, you know, you get a gaming system and a Blu-ray player. It's the cheapest way but to do Blu-ray's that. Blu-ray's going to tank because they don't sell them for less than 40 freaking bucks. Yeah, and now they have Blu-ray players that are cheaper. Than they're, 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 and, and they're talking about, you know, like right now they're, they're cheaper, but they're talking before Christmas we're going to be seeing them at $99. Because they're going to start opening it up to like the Samsungs and all that. Christmas, the PS3 is going to have a price drop oh, too. They yeah, have, to. have to. They're have treading to so much water. They're even losing in the Japanese market to yeah, the, the yeah, Xbox, yeah. which is huge. I mean, because I mean, Sony killed the Asian market. Yeah, they used to own it. Now, oh, yeah. I mean, especially with Final Fantasy 13 going to Xbox as well as PS3. Yeah, that's a big. That deal. was like one of the few exclusives well, that they had. You, you know, even getting Xbox. Yeah. Sell them there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now 360 is a whole different story. Well, in the next 360, the, what is it, the 720? That comes out in like 2013, 2012, or something like that. It's going to be Blu-ray compatible. Yeah. Well, we're ending in 2012 anyway. It's going to be all digital download, to be honest. Look at their partnership with Netflix now. Yeah, they are. I mean, Netflix uh, membership jumped up like. 40% 40% when they did that partnership well, I, with Xbox. I had my Netflix canceled for like a year and a half. I mean, as soon as they did that on Xbox, I bought like the cheapest plan that you could watch instantly. And the other thing is, think you of know, this. It's like four bucks a month. I think it's going to be disclosed. I think it's yeah. all going to be digital download. And I think games are going to be the same way. This is, this is where they're missing the boat on, on Blu-ray because what they're doing is they're trying to do the same thing they did with DVDs where it's like we're going to charge you the early adopter rates for ages and with, and with DVDs, you know, they didn't drop it until Blu-ray came out. You know, they stayed at those early adopter rates, right? right? right. And because and, they were just getting greedy. And, and they're like, well, everybody's still upgrading their collections. You know, they're getting rid of that, you know, that VHS box set of The Godfather and getting it on DVD. Right. And, and so, so, you know, it's like, so they're trying that model with, with, uh, with Blu-ray, but they're not, they're not realizing, like, we don't have that long to screw around with it. Because, because, you know, it, it, the, the download model is happening quickly, um, you know, and soon that'll, hap- that'll start happening worldwide, and that'll, yeah. that'll precipitate the whole thing. Uh, but, you, you, you know, it's like, even with, even with Blu-ray, you know, how, you see how much stuff they're starting to push to Blu-ray Live? Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, with all that stuff that they're pushing to Blu-ray Live, well, you, 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 you can't expect people to buy a DVD, and then it's like, oh, but i got to wait to download the, the commentary. Yeah. You know, and um, I, just, I really think in the next 10 years it's all going to be digital. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, really and I, think, I do think it'll be sooner than that, even. Yeah. And uh, because let's face it, you know, the Blu ray player I bought uh, three months ago, it's got an Ethernet port. Yeah. They're, they're already planning for it. It's got yeah. an Ethernet port, it's got a spot for a memory stick. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've already seen the writing on the wall, but, but the studios have it. They, they, they're, they're, they're holding on to it for the studios. And the yeah. studios are like, yeah, because we still want to sell these little shiny, uh, shiny discs. Right. Well, same too, because I mean, I, I don't know if digital download will be able to get the quality that Blu-ray is going to be able to put out. There, In the next couple of years, well, because the thing is, is, Blu-ray technology is getting to the point now to where I mean, now Blu-ray discs are sixteen gigs. Yeah. Sixteen yeah. gigs. But I mean, Toshiba's already got one that's forty. Yeah. And they're developing one that's a terabyte. Yeah, you know, you know, and, and, and I love. I, I tell you, I just love. Uh, I, I I love what what my Blu-ray player does to my old DVDs too. Because yeah. man, they look spiffy. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I watched. Um, I watched. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gone to HD yet. Yeah, so. they they look fantastic. I watched. Um, what was it? Uh, the Prestige the other day, and it's the first time I've watched a Blu-ray player, and it yeah. was nuts. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, I haven't gone like old Johnny M on the whole Blu-ray thing. I've oh, like, you know, no? None of us I have like, that kind of money. Johnny's got nuts, has he? He has Circuit a City Blu-ray up, problem. Circuit City what, is he up to like 400? Wow. Uh, no, I don't think he's that far. I think it's almost 400. I knew it was over three last time I checked, and that was a while ago. Yeah. With Circuit City going under and all that, he scored a lot more there, too. Well, so. that was the best thing that ever happened in my Blu-ray collection, because I had, I had Batman Begins, Hellboy, yeah. oh um, and uh, The Dark Knight, and that was it, you know? Yeah. And I've, then when I've, they went out of business, I was like, all right, I'll get the I've got, Boy, uh, Predator. I've got an oddball stuff. little with little four-disc uh, uh, collection. You know, I've got, like, uh, the director's cut of Zodiac. I've got The Life of Brian and um, and The Black Freighter. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Freighter. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay $25 for DVD extras. Yeah, as long as it wasn't a 360 to protect it. Just drag it well, we got the whole place to ourselves, huh, guys? Uh, Naked. It's, it's, uh, what's the... It's, what, are you guys not into that? Wait, did I say one. that out loud? I misread that completely. <laughs> 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 so, why Paul's looking good to you? So, it's 10 after 1, everybody, and uh, 10 after 1 in the morning, I'm here with Paul French and, uh, and, and Dan Ashland, and everybody's gone. Everybody's gone to D's for last call, which is stupid because, I mean... I own a restaurant with a bar in it. Why would I go to a bar? <laughs> it, it, it seems to stretch credibility. They're crazy. I, I think some of them actually said they were going back to sleep and stuff. What is the sleep? Yeah. I know somebody told me about a day off the other day. I was like, what the hell is that? Like? It must have escaped from a zoo. I don't get it. Is that like a day where you only work 12 hours? Or? Yeah. Ivy, they abandoned us and went to D's. Me too! Adios! Peace! <laughs> I'm having fun. Well, things on in here for only three of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the geeks right now is success, uh, faithful listeners, and uh, Dan's been a lot of fun editing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially with your little tirade back there. Which tirade? Which, tirade? Like Which 18, one? 18 curse words in under two oh, seconds. Oh, right. Well, that was for Johnny M. Yeah. Well done. We'll just send that right to his FTP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we'll just call the I'll file just, for Johnny M. I'll just that part out. Right. Send it to us. That's cool. I just, um, I don't, I hardly ever get to use the restaurant for something fun for myself. So this is definitely that. Absolutely. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. everybody enjoyed this. It was great. Oh god, the food was incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the best, the best thing is, is Mariano and I going back. It's like oh, let's try it with the other sauce on the burger now. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, with the chipotle mayonnaise. Right, and, right. Uh, and, uh, and and at one point, Mar- Mario comes up to me and he's like, "It's like I've never eaten before." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. That's very nice. Uh, oh man. I don't. Need, I lost count. Like after like four. Oh god, small. I don't. I don't no, even want to like, know how many burgers I had. Like, uh, Every but, time I got up to go to get a drink, I was like, oh, Spanish. Yeah. Oh, Spanish. <laughs> I made a total of 140 burgers, and they were all gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I tried to take pictures of it, and, like, before it was, like, <laughs> was I would no see chance. it around the corner, and by the time the tray got to me, it was, like, <laughs> and I was standing, like, three feet from the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've done those in caterings before, and they've gone over real well, yeah, so I figured they'd go over well. 
I, 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 I worry sometimes though because I, you know you don't want to put out things that are too too bizarre, too weird, you know. Well, I mean, look at the crowd yet tonight. Bizarre and weird is kind of like that. Yeah, you know, it, but, it, it, but, but it's like, you know, at, at, at its essence, you get down to it, and basically, basically, it's a slider. It's a step up. You know, because yeah. you got, you, 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 got the, you, you know, you're making it with the sausage, and you got those caramelized onions on it, and the bacon, and everything. So it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's related to something that, that, that's, that's an easy sell right. to people, but when they have it, it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, something, something, the one thing I've learned here is that it's always better if you make it yourself. We make all our own dressing. Yeah. All our own dips, and we make our own sausage, we make our own focaccia. Nice. It's, just, it's so much better when you do it yourself. It's, it's funny you say that. I, um, uh, where, where I live, the, um, it's actually the, the university that I went to as well. And, and I, t- I, I, was tell- I was telling you before, I took like a hotel and food administration course program right. there, right? Well, they have they have a uh, they have a restaurant there, uh, and and it it acts alternately as a test kitchen, as a training center, right. and as a regular restaurant. And and his his mandate, the, the guy, they, the the chef's only been there for a few years now. I think he started in in maybe two thousand two or something like that. And he um, came in with a mandate that it's like you know what, nothing packaged. It's like if you want pasta on your because they they have a course, a third year course that they have. Um, where you basically, you know, create a theme restaurant. Right. You, and, and you set up the menu, you cost everything out, the whole bit, and you have one day where you run it. So then you test your marketing, you know, do we, do we make the numbers right? Do we make the numbers work, right? Right, right. And, uh, and, and so he said, you know, from but what he started saying was, you know, now, if you want pasta on your, on your menu, you make your own pasta. And, uh, you, you know, you want this stuff, you make it yourself. And uh, it, it's... It's made everything of much higher quality. Yeah, yeah. Or drunken frat boys. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. People, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people harmed. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, coming down. I'm trying to say this. Quarter after one. I'm surprised everybody's gone. Coming down Carson Street, there are quite a few parted up females. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carson Street is where everybody goes to drink. Uh, yeah. I don't think yeah. I've seen so many pop collars in my life. Yeah. Good Lord, it was like a 90210 convention. Pop collars. What I like is when they're all drunk and they're walking on the incredibly high, high heels. It kind of reminds me of the, the gazelles in Bambi oh, yeah. oh, on yeah. the ice. Yes. You know, ching, 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 ching. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I went. we went to, uh, to Vegas at Halloween. Uh, this oh, past nice. year, oh, and because uh, my wife and I got married in Vegas, so it's it, you know it's like we like to go back every now and then, and um, we went there, and man, the heels there defied laws of physics. Really, Just- absolutely defied laws of physics. But the greatest part of it was Halloween, because all the girls were dressed up as were, you had the slutty nurse, mm-hmm. you had the you, you had the slutty nun. Yeah. You had the, you know, basically just take any costume, anything, anything, and, yeah. and they all were, they all were, and you know, and they were going off to the clubs to go to be judged in costume contests by like, you know, Carmen Electra, right? Oh, yeah. So, so that gives you an idea of the level we were talking about here. But yeah, the he, the heels absolutely defied all laws of physics. I mean, it was just with the amount of walking that you do in Vegas, it's like. You know, I was wearing comfortable shoes, and when I got back to the hotel room, 
my feet were were, were throbbing, you know. And 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 these girls are, are are there now. To be fair, most of them only weigh like eight pounds, but uh, <laughs> you know the shoes weigh more than they do, right? The cocaine helps. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, it, I mean, it's just uh, yeah, uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, you're probably okay. Yeah, but but yeah, we're just watching them walk along. It's like God, that has got to hurt. You know, because cause it's not like it's just, oh, you do a lot of walking when you go from place to place. So if you don't go from place to place, you're okay. No, you do a lot of walking just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slutty school, there was, there was a slutty school teacher. And, and uh, one woman was the slutty garbage man. And, um, slutty Mickey Mouse. I didn't know you <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I'm telling you, six-inch clear heels will do it. Yeah. <laughs> Because all drags think about is sports. All we ever think about is... Ah!